Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Everybody, it's Monday night. You know what that means? Another episode of Loud Pedal. I am Clark Mike Griswold, alongside with the mouth, Brian Hustlinger. Yeah. <laughs> and for like the fifth show in a row, the Uh-oh. ghost, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> nice, guys. And tonight, our <laughs> and tonight, our special guest, driver the number 72, Jim Howell. Welcome to the show, Jim. How's it going, guys? Good. Thank you for coming. Far so good. Thanks so, uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, 2020's officially wrapped up. Uh, I know you had a pretty solid year. You picked up the Open and the Crate Sports Championship at New Egypt this year. Yeah, we had a good year at New Egypt. Um, Open Sportsman, we, we, I think we won five races there, and in the crates we were able to win the championship without even winning a race, but just consistent finishes. Now, what's what's the biggest difference between driving the crate and the open sportsman? I mean, obviously the open's probably a little more horsepower, but is the handling a lot different, or is it pretty similar? Not handling handling wise, they're they're very similar. I mean, the setup in these cars basically the same. I mean, it's a little bit different, but. Um, Open Sportsman is definitely more responsive than the crate. Um, other, other than that, driving them is, is the crate. You want to try not to, you know, break your momentum. You never want to try to break your momentum, regardless. But the crate is even more important, not to. Right. Yeah, I've, I've heard that those cars are, work a lot better when you keep them up in the in the power band. Yeah, you got to keep them rolling as best you can. That's it. Try to keep them rolling through the corner and keep your corner speed up, you know, just get your momentum built up. Sometimes if you're in traffic, it's tough to do it with a crate especially. Um, you can follow a guy for a bunch of laps if he's in your lane or whatever before you can get around them. But it's so, know, definitely different. I'd rather run the open if I had a choice to, but the open right. are, like, going away or, or dying. So we got to actually yeah, decide kind of, what we're going to do for next year. So Is New Egypt running both again next year, or are they just going to run the crates? Uh, I just talked to Joey a week ago, and uh, they're going to have similar schedule as they had this year. So it would be every other week, same type deal. Crates one week, opens the next. But uh, the car count at New Egypt with the opens, I mean, we probably only had like 14 opens, and then, you know, we'd have 20 cars, but six guys would be crates. So, so you got um, crate guys that would enter the crates against the open sportsmen? Yeah, just to get track time or try, you know, try to get their crate sorted out for the actual crate racing. I mean, they don't, they get a weight break and all that stuff when they're running against us. So, you know, I used are to they different special are, shows. Even they used, to, we used to run them together, but then the open started at New Egypt started to be able to 
have the upper hand for the most part. So they stopped running them together and split stuff. Yeah, I know uh, Bridgeport was like that for a while, too. It was the opens and the crates together, and then I think there was more more crates than opens, so they they got rid of the, the open sportsmen. Yeah, that's I mean that's what Grandview's basically doing. Grandview had you know they've had an open open sportsman class and had thirty cars. They get five crate guys there, and then they want to cater the rules to the crate guys. And I don't know why the guys, a bunch of guys, keep going there. But I mean, certain sportsman guys are still faster. I mean, there's a handful of them, but crates win it. We or Grandview against the sportsman, they give them a late break and all this. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Every track has their own rules. They do what they want to, you know. Right. They want to do. Um, <laughs> how long? Have you, how long have you been racing at Grandview or not Grandview, uh, New Egypt? Um, I started racing big cars in 2010. I've been racing. I raced the uh, started in slingshots, and I ran micro sprints. I ran legend cars, stage one modifieds, basically any small car that you could race, indoor, outdoor, pavement, dirt. And then I helped, uh, I mean, I, I went to the races all my life, and I was helping Rick Walbach, and then I finally decided to get a car, and we got a crate, went to New Egypt, and uh, we won the championship there the first two years I raced crates. So then I moved up to Open Sports, and I finished second, I think, in points at New Egypt, fifth. And then we switched to Grandview for, like, four years, and... Uh, that was rough on me. <laughs> so, so Grandview, your... Grand... oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Jim. Grandview is just a different, I don't know, different style. And I, I, I could seem like I ran good in the heat and the car would be fast in the future, but just always missing something. I'm not sure if it's the driver or setup or what. Just we, we won two races there. You know, we were had a fast car a lot of times, but never got the results that uh, I thought we deserved to get. But, that's racing, you know. So, what surface do you prefer to race on? Asphalt or dirt? Oh, it's definitely dirt for sure. Oh, thank it's God! Dirt. Thank God! <laughs> how, God bless you for that. How was it? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. How? I'm sorry. Uh, how was it driving those legend cars? Because those those are a blast to watch. There are a handful. I mean, I ran I ran them at Suski. I ran it at Lincoln, uh, Linda's. Big Diamond, they're just the t- the cars are actually they overpower the the tires so much that they're they're a handful for sure. I mean, those guys that are wheeling them things around there, they're they're pretty impressive. People don't a lot of people don't pay attention to them, but they're definitely a handful. That's for sure. Yeah, I've always heard that if you like a, a loose race car, then a legend's the way to go. I would I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, not a whole, there's not a whole lot of bite there, that's for sure. No, they they look like they're a blast to drive. But I, I mean, I imagine it's probably a workout. I'm just worried that I wouldn't, my fat ass wouldn't fit down inside of one of them. <laughs> they're they're actually roomy. I mean, they're almost like a two seater in a way once you get in there. But they are <laughs> uh, they're definitely a handful to drive. Yeah, but have you seen Mike? I mean, he's probably right. He probably <laughs> he'll probably barely fit in a one. No, I don't know. I probably I might have met him, but I'm not sure. <laughs> oh wow, wow, Mike. Sorry, bud. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> he's not. I'm sorry, he's pal. He's not six foot tall like you, though. 
No. Yeah, I, I still got my. I, well, I, yeah, I was gonna say Jim's, Jim's pretty tall. I'm I'm like five eleven, two forty. Oh my okay, god! Got, oh. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, you see what I'm saying, Jim? I mean, holy crap! <laughs> Can you build an addition on one of those things? Or no? <laughs> Give me a, it'd be like a little sidecar. Oh, Mike, Mike wouldn't have to worry about making way for Christ's sake. Damn. <laughs> uh, um, so, any, any plans on uh, putting a spec small block on one of your cars in the future? Well, that's one of the things we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for next year. I mean, we have crate motors, we have open sports and motors. So, uh, I have one, I have my crate car is going to be for sale. We've got to get the motor out of it. We're we're doing now getting ready to drain radiator and stuff like that so that, that car will be sold as a roller and then okay. uh we'll decide if we want to get a spec 358 stay with the open and run i think big diamond's going to have 10 shows or something and grandview's always an option and new egypt i mean new egypt's my home track i guess that's because that's where i started that's just i feel the most comfortable i guess at new egypt i mean we won races at five mile point georgetown delaware international grandview but uh Seems like I can go back to New Egypt and, and be right there. So just, I don't know, just a comfort thing, I guess, or confidence thing maybe because we've always had success there. I don't know. Yeah, but there's no place like home. Right. There's no place like what? There's no place like home. Right, yeah. That's, that's Yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, that's, like I said, that's where we started. So if, if, if we were to get a 358, we would run New Egypt. What uh what chassis are you running? TO. We have two TOs. Um I had you know, I, I've had TOs now since <laughs> I think two thousand sixteen I bought I switched from Troyer to TO. Troyer. And, um I had Troyers to start out, yeah. My first car I bought off of Willie Osmond the car he had in New Egypt. Yeah. I bought a roller off of him. And then I bought a, a car off of just a frame off of Jimmy Blewett when he had Troyers. Um, and then 2016, I purchased a new new uh, TO for Matt and Bobby up there. TO, so I know I everybody like wants it. everybody's going dick now, but you know I can't do it. I can't go foreign. I got to stay with American made. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like yeah. it. You hear that, Matt um, Williamson? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, which. Most likely I am because I'm always wrong. All right, uh, so we'll, was, we'll just get to it now, Mike. You're wrong. <laughs> was it was it uh, la- was it last year that there was a discrepancy with the the short track super series championship? And I think it was with you and Cole Stangle. Was that last? Was that you? Yeah, that was me. I mean, it was just, that's a matter of opinion, I guess. But um, we only had. I was. With that. Yeah, I was a hundred percent on your side. I thought that was. Uh, Man, I was I was so mad, and I had nothing that it, like it didn't even you know affect me at all. But I was I was super pissed. Yeah, it just um, you know, I mean, Brett made a decision. I, I obviously didn't agree with it. We only had six or eight races on the schedule. We're supposed to be no drops. Next thing you know, we have a drop. Huh. And then, of course, I still had a chance to win the championship going into that last race. And as luck would have it, I got into an accident on the second lap and ended our night. And that's basically gave away the championship but if there wasn't a drop even with that finish i would have won the championship so what are you, you going to do i mean it's not like i said earlier yeah. on the track 
promoters, they make their own rules. Some of them, they change them as they go. But yeah, but that's kind of crappy to do that, too, though. Yeah, I mean, it should have. I mean, last year we had – this year we won two championships. Last year we were controversial at that short track Super Series deal. I mean, I'm not taking nothing away from Cole. Those guys prepare, and, you know, him and his yeah. old man, they, they're, right. they're good racers and all. But that rule change didn't sit well with me or my team. And then we we lost the New Egypt Championship last year by two points. Came down to a controversial call, on track call. I got put to the rear for over aggressive driving, and then I ended up losing the championship by two points. Uh, that's rough. Oh wow! That's yeah, rough. so that yeah, so the, that was that actually happened the second the week before the actual championship night. But I mean, it cost me a bunch of points because then the guy I was racing in the points with finished I think third in the race, and I finished seventh or something. So. <laughs> it's, I, I'd imagine it's got to be tough to, to lose a tight championship battle, but when to lose it by something that's completely out of your control has to be way worse. Yeah, I mean, I've lost. I've, I guess I've lost through the years. I've lost a couple of them, tight ones like that, and you know, you kill yourself all winter, or you kill yourself thinking I could have had two spots, I could have two points here, or if this didn't happen, but, I mean, that's part of it. That's all part of it. It happens, and, you know, people make calls or whatever. They're not trying to – you hope that they're making them an unbiased call. You know, they're not trying to screw anybody. But, you know, everybody has their own story, so <laughs> it is what it is. This year right. this year made up for it. I mean, we won We won a George Soundry out of the gate with the crate. Um, and then the Open Sportsman won three straight to start the season at New Egypt. And then we ended up winning, I think it was five out of five out of the nine races. I think we won and we finished second in three. So we had, we had a great year. Um, so can't complain about that. You know. Yeah, no, you can't complain about that at all. <laughs> So we just got to figure out what we're going to do for next year. Like I said, we have the equipment to do the same thing we did last year, but we're going to definitely scale back to one car. So whether it'll be crates or it'll be open or possibly 358. Depends on sponsorship. I already lost one sponsorship just based on the Corona stuff affecting their business. So I lost that. Um, we'll, We'll see. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. But what are you gonna do? I've had I've had great sponsorship support for basically my whole career. So, what's your most what's your most memorable win? My most memorable win. That's probably. I mean, your first one is always your most memorable, I guess. I've had the last couple of years. We had a couple of big big wins: All Star Cup in New Egypt and the Romano race. We won the Melvin Joseph race at at uh. Georgetown, Diamond State for the crates down at down at Delaware. So we've had some some good wins. The first win in the crate was definitely the best. I had flipped two weeks prior to that, and you know everybody was over here helping me get the car together. In New Egypt, we had the week off, so I ran. The next time I ran, I, I won. So that was kind of like a uh, little comeback story within a comeback or within a season of our own. Yeah, we thought we were kind of like shit. We're done. <laughs> the cars racked, the rear yeah. split in half. Right. And everybody, guys come out of nowhere to help you. I mean, you know, Rick was over here. All my guys were here. 
we got it back together and we went down there and we we won that race. That was that was pretty cool. What's uh what's one race that you would like to win? Um I mean I'd like to win one of the big sportsman races or whatever at Grandview. You know, uh any big any big race you'd like I'd like to win uh any of the bigger races that means something in our division that is cool to, would be cool to win. But I always would have liked to win the summer splash race at Grandview or the 38er. I mean, the 38er would be really cool because it's the night before sector places packed, so it would be cool. But we just never really ran for shit there, to be honest. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of the guys, uh, actually, some good guys that come down there and just look like they're rookies. It's, it's I mean, it's, it's tough because the heat races are so, the track doesn't really widen out until later, so the heats are yeah. tough to pass. Yeah, yep, yep. And then, yep. And then for the sportsman guys, typically, you know, the track is, isn't that great. You know, from the heat, it's heavy and hard to pass, and the feature is so slick. Slick, yep. And um, I was just, I just, I mean, I had, different guys trying to help me and it just I don't know like I said I just don't know if it suits my style or what I always liked it like I ran Utica Rooms I ran the ROC Sportsman deal I ran Utica Rome. I ran you know five mile Pencan all over the place I-88 that's uh, a great track I just just Grandview is just tough that's all (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you have any big block or small block experience I ran a 358 just a couple of times, like in hot laps. I ran a, we ran a Grandview hot laps and then we took it to five mile point for one of their big races. Um, and there was probably, you know, 70 cars there or something. I started in the back of the heat, ended up missing in a Conti by two spots, but we were having issues with fuel and stuff. So it wasn't a very good experience, but it was still experience. Yeah. It's seat time to seat time. Right. That's right. It's good or bad. So what'd you think? Uh, so yeah. what was your experience, Rob, running up at Afton? How often did you go up there? How many times did I go up? Yeah, up at Afton. Um, I eighty eight Afton now. Again. I ran I eighty eight. I probably ran there six times over the years. I mean, I was there for Zaya's North Series. Yeah, a couple times for the crates, and I was up there for ROC Sports and races, and like during Super Dirt Week when they had. The race there, and they used to have the race at five mile, and then they moved it to IED. Yeah, the Super Nationals, I believe you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I ran, I think I got a couple top tens up there, but it was never really a threat to win. I thought that was a pretty neat racy track, uh, the times I've been up there. It's real slick. There's not a whole lot of bite. You can't see much dusty when you're out there. But yeah, that, that uh, it is. That, yeah, she does. Yeah, that it is. Um, the facility and stuff's nice. Is that, you know, not really any tire wear, um, to speak of. I, I actually, oh. I always like five mile point was a track up that way. That That's a pretty I cool little and, track too. And that, uh, I went there, I don't know how long ago it was. We won a crate race there and I went back and won an open sports and race there. They were that that open sports one I think was two thousand to win and that was probably eight years ago or something. But and then I had a crate race about three years ago there. I think it was sixty five lap crate race or sixty three lap, something like that. And I was racing with Roner and um Roner and 
who else was up there with me? I say it, but a, a big name crate guy anyway. And we were just racing. And I didn't realize I put on a 48 tire. Those guys put a 53 on. And I was leading the race, leading the race. And all of a sudden, I could just feel the thing get looser and looser. And then Rona finally went by me. And I was second. And I think there was four laps to go. And finally, the tire let loose. Oh, <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known better because I, I remember as a crew guy, I was up there with Lalbach the same way, and he was up in the front. He might have been leading, and we lost the tire. Same exact thing. And you don't think five mile would wear tires, but it does. It's like sandpaper um, there, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like when you get when you catch like sitting in the stands as a fan, you catch uh, some of the dust. It's like you feel like, you, like your face is getting sandblasted. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely dusty there for sure. And oh, I get, they all have that same, I don't know what kind of, it's like river bottom dirt. Or yeah, that's that's New York. Dirty. Yeah, I'm from New York, so that's exactly what they use. It's just, it's pond sludge. It's, it's ridiculous. It, that's Thunder exactly Ma- right. That's what it is. It's a river bottom nightmare band. Uh, uh, Thunder Mountain like, might be the dustiest track ever, though. Oh, uh, I don't know. Have you been to Accord? Uh, Accord, yeah, we ran Accord. It's Accord's pretty Thunder Mountain. I, it was funny. I was in the pits. I went out in the grandstand, and people were just like in rain gear. I'm like, man, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could go there with a head of white hair, like Andy McKenney, yeah. walk out, looks like you, your hair just got dyed. Looks like, yeah. oh, nice dye job. I just do that. Just sit here and turn four. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. It's it's horrendous. I'm still blowing a third turn on my out of my nose five years later. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's, it's, you laugh, but it's true acid, right? Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's dusty, but I mean, it's a dirt track. That's what I always tell everybody. Yeah, well, it's yeah. going to a dirt track, so it's don't like, wear white. Christ, don't wear your white shirt around. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing, rolling around the track? God damn, look at yourself, son. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's it. he's right though. At, at, that's the epitome of what a dirt track is. You're you're, you're you are going home filthy. <laughs> You know, it's, it's crazy. It's like when I was a kid, I remember tracks being dusty. When I was a kid, I just remember like mud balls flying at you. Now that now you know, now I'm older and stuff. It's all it's, yeah. Now that I'm older, it's all dust. Yeah, it's it's different now than it was years ago as a kid. I mean, I went to Columbus. I'm a little, I'm probably older than everyone thinks I am. But I used to as a real little guy go to East Windsor and Flemington, and Flemington was dusty. East Windsor wasn't really dusty. I mean, it had its nights, but. Um, Just go. I'll take you to New York, Mike. Then, uh, then you can say I got. I saw dust at a dirt track. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I might be kidding. It's so. When I went to Land of Legends a couple years ago, it was pretty dusty. And I've never uh, been there. That's a pretty cool track. It's flat, but pretty flat still for a flat track. I'd We're gonna go take- back. I'm going to take everybody to Lebanon Valley. We'll go up to the Valley of Speed. That's a cool track. I used to go up there like when I was 16. A bunch of us would drive up there for uh, for years. We would go up just to watch the uh, Race of Kings weekend. Or oh, whatever it was what, that then. was such a great weekend. Yeah, the Race of Kings. That was, blocks. Right? Yeah, That was a great yeah. weekend. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three-day yep. deal or whatever. Yep. And it was it was cool. The race at Kings race was uh, with the small blocks was just phenomenal because they would give out a lot of spots and like the who's who is there and every it was just some fantastic racing. That was a yeah. great weekend. That's too bad they don't do that anymore. I know that was definitely a good deal then. 
I mean, I always grew up as a Horton. Like, I was, of course, the Jersey guys down here, but I was a Horton fan. Yeah. So, Jimmy was the only guy, really, from down here that actually would go to some of them races at you know, Fonda and Lebanon Valley and stuff like that. So, yeah, Jimmy's very, very well known up in uh, our parts up in New York there. All I remember is 1985, the Lebanon Valley 200. That was, like, when he, when he took Hearn out. <laughs> I remember. That. I remember yep. watching Yeah, Hearn was late cause he, yeah, cause he thought Hearn took him out. So Jimmy went in there, changed a flat tire, just hung out, hung out, hung out, waited for him, and got him. And Hearn was leading by a lot too. He took Hearn right out. I think the state trooper showed up that day too. I'm not even exaggerating on that. Yeah, those. Uh, uh, there's no love lost between those two. No, that's for sure. Probably water under the bridge by now, but. Back then, when they were racing, Nick and Puck oh yeah, definitely. oh yeah. Then you know, then her and Danny Johnson. Well, then again, Danny Johnson. Everybody for a while there. <laughs> the doctor. Yeah, I love him. I, I really do. I love him. He's yeah. He, he's 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 skinny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, he can definitely drive. Yep. So so Jim, is there is there any guys that you to the pits and uh, like? maybe, like, bounce ideas off of, or other guys that come to you and you guys, like, bounce ideas off each other on maybe setups or anything? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Rick Walbach and I have been friends. He's helped me out through the years. Um, buddies from racing my slingshot days with Prego and Mahaney, so I talked to them. Especially Mike was really helpful when I was going to these ROC races, the tracks in New York that I never saw, so I you know, always just text him or call him up. He would help me out. Anthony the same way. Anthony's really cool like that, yeah. Um, and when I was at Grandview, actually, Bobby Strunk was helping me out a lot, trying to help me out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I was living up to his expectations, but he was trying. <laughs> <laughs> Does he talk to you anymore? That, that would pretty much answer that question, if he lived up to his yeah, expectations yeah, yeah. or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's, Bobby, I, I, was, I still talk to Bobby, and Lisa, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a lot of stuff that, um, that us fans don't get to hear about. It's like other, other drivers and other crew guys helping other crews out and stuff like that. Cause you know, everybody's together in this whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you know, I mean, we're out there racing hard against each other, but yeah, you, you know, everybody has their certain guys that they're friends with or whatever. Right. At the track, you know, I mean, I guess when I raced at Grandview, my, Two competitors that were probably my best friends at the track were uh, Jordan Hen, Kyle Bohr, and then Jesse Landis. Those three guys were like guys I talked to the most at the track, I guess, within my own division. Um, we parked next to, to Jesse and got to meet him at the track. And then Kyle, I had raced with some great sportsmen and stuff at New Egypt before he went to Grandview in the 358. And then uh, Jordan, we ran slingshots together and crates together in New Egypt and then sportsmen at Grandview, so. What about at, uh, what about at New Egypt? Who's your, uh, who's your buddies over there in the Creek class? Uh, Dan, now Dan Fleming is, is the guy that I, I talk to a lot in the crates. Um, crate guys, most of them, I mean, Bob Lyman, I guess, and Sportsman. Uh, I, honestly, I, I, I keep to myself a little bit. Some people take that the wrong way, I guess, but, uh, just trying to stay focused. That's all. Uh, I'm just trying to, just yeah, just uh, I don't know. I don't like to get into the politics and the he said she said bullshit. If I get something to say to somebody, if I'm pissed off, they'll know. They don't have to. They don't have to wonder. Right. Um, 
<laughs> so I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, like I said, I talk to, I, I feel like I'm friendly with everybody. If anybody wants to talk to me or whatever, I'll talk to anybody, but I, I don't really go out and seek other people, I guess the best way to put it. Right. Eh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, so moving forward, I would, I, you know, I would love to see you jump up to the small blocks personally. So I think you have the talent to do it if you got the sponsorship and stuff like that. I think you can, I think you can mix it up with some of those guys. I definitely would like to give it a shot, especially at New Egypt. And maybe, you know, I think New Egypt, I've run good there. I, and a couple of the other guys that I always ran good with, you know, coming up through the ranks or whatever, have moved up to modified to New Egypt and run good. And, you know, it's good to see them guys do good. And even, you know, when I ran Grandview, it was up an hour at Cresley and you couldn't beat them and they were just dominant. And now they both move up and they run good. And I mean, Brett is basically, in my opinion, had to, he's, when I go there, when Luigi's not racing, I'm there to watch him because he's the show and it's modified, yeah. even though he may not win. I mean, you watch him, he's coming to the field in a hurry. You know what I mean? Um, so it's cool to see guys like that do good. You know, the guys that kind of, you raced with and you couldn't beat or you raced with hard against and then they go on and they do good. It's kind of cool. Like seeing Mahaney have success and Perego, even though I didn't really race big cars against them guys, just knowing them before they were Anthony Perego and Mike Mahaney, it's, it, that's a cool deal, you know? <laughs> I saw Anthony Perego before yeah, we had uh... Anthony Perego. <laughs> I did. I remember yeah, a different time Mike yeah, like I mean... Mahaney on the show. Yeah. I remember having the uh, a slingshot race, I forget where it was at, up there somewhere near Fond or something. And I mean, Christ, I won the race and Prego got second. And I was like, the picture, like, my head's cut off. I mean, he's probably 12 years old. You don't know how old, I don't know how old he is today. I mean, I've known the kid for 15 years. He, I think he's, I think he's, well, only, you are I think six foot three. I mean, I think he's only 21 now. I mean, I don't know how old he is. 25, 26. Yeah, he hasn't really, Anthony's short compared to you, Anthony's short. But him and him and his old man, you know, yeah. I'm sorry to hear his dad's passing. Yeah. He was his dad was a character, but he loved racing. Do you know? He always stopped by the car. It was good to have his conversations with him. So, yeah, I'd like to get Anthony on the show. I think he'd be a good time. Anthony's a good guy. He'll, he'll I'm sure he would do it. You just get a hold of him, he'll do it. Yeah, we're we're broken, up, we're broken up time slots fast, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. We had Mike Mahaney on a couple weeks ago. Mike's a good guy. Him and his dad are great guys. Um, yep. But it's good that you, that you guys do this kind of stuff to keep race, you know, keep people going. So, like you said, fans get to hear what the drivers have to say from their perspective a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. Keep, keep people in the stands don't uh, exactly know the, the full story. <laughs> so it's nice. Right. Well, what, yeah, if we want to get it from the driver's <laughs> point of view. All right. And, most of the time, you guys are probably lying anyway, so. Yeah. No, I swear to God, I swear to God. My, my wheels were not turned right into them. Yeah, not, not right into them, you're right, but you turn right. <laughs> then you wound up into them. I get that. That's okay. We're all friends here. It's fine. So, Jim, what's up? Like, how many hours? A typical week for, uh, to get a car ready for, like, a Saturday or a show. How many hours in the shop? Uh, during the race season, well, we try to keep the same three nights all all season, all 
all through the year. So Mondays and Wednesdays are shop nights and Saturdays. And depending on what people got going on on Sundays, we usually unload on Sundays and we may wash it. Otherwise, we wash Monday nights. Um, So it's it's usually Monday, Wednesday for sure, half day Saturday morning. Usually I scale my cars. We're finished Saturdays. I just scale and load basically what we do Saturday mornings for the most part, do tires or whatever, prep tire prep. Um, so three nights or basically three days, if you take half day Sunday, half day Saturday and two nights during the week. Right. And that's was, as long as that, that, that's as long as, you know, the car is not tore up. It's tore up yeah, all right. yeah, I was going to add, that was my right. next question. If the car gets tore up, you get, unfortunately, if you get into something, then what you're looking all week, depending how bad the damage is. Yeah, because we try to have a program. That's one thing I've learned through the years. You, you try to do as much as you can prevent you can't prevent everything obviously from breaking but we try to go over every nut and bolt every week check the hubs so that they're not loose right you know bleed the brake bleed the brakes every couple of weeks you know check the bars regrease them once a month just try to do all the maintenance to try to keep the car consistent and keep it from breaking so yeah, it's got to be tough that's a lot of work I got good crew guys here. There's there's three or four guys that are, you know, they keep me going at times. They're more they're they're into it, and I'm lucky for that. That's for damn sure. Uh, you ever uh, think you ever get so frustrated? You're just like, you know, what? I, I I've had it. Let's just sell the stuff. I'm done. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> last year at the end, of, last year at the end of the year when that deal happened at Georgetown, I was like, that I didn't. We didn't touch the cars. I just guys were done for a while. I need to just regroup because. Yeah. It was like I, just the way it worked out. I'm like, I can't take it. If I'm going to take up something where I can control it, because that rack at Georgetown and the whole situation there, I had no control over none of it. All of our hard work, hours of work, basically was for not. We had no control. Everything that we could do to put ourselves in a position to win it, we did it. But in the end, it didn't matter. So I'm like, I'm going golfing. If I hit the ball right, I <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Ball, if I don't, I don't care. I mean? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oops, sorry about your Corvette about that. I sliced it. Whatever. <laughs> right. Bad, bad day of golfing is a good day. Yeah, bad day of golfing is a good day of drinking. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> now, I remember I was I was at that Georgetown race last year, and I remember I was I was following the points uh, fairly close, and, you know, I, I saw you get in the accident. I don't remember exactly what happened or who was involved, but. Man, my my heart sank for you. I was like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> yeah, that was that was a tough. I knew we were. I mean, I'm not sure what happened. I knew there was a restart, and I kind of let a guy go because I only had to finish. If I finished 12th or better, it didn't matter what anyone else did. Right, I could win the race, and I still won the points. So I started in the 18th, and I got up to like ninth, and there was a restart, and there was a jumble. So I kind of checked up, and the guy behind me going into the turn just he hit me right in the wheel. It snapped the left rear tube right in half. Oh, right, right, right at the birdcage. Yep. The body or nothing else was bent, but the rear was totally destroyed. Oh. I mean, it just, I don't know whether he didn't, you know, see what was going on or what. Unpaying um, attention. Just one of them deals. I mean, Georgetown's a fast track, and I guess he didn't see it and thought he was passing cars. And next thing you know, you know, it is, I mean, like you said, what can you do? It's not, That's right. it is what it is. Right. It could happen on any lap at any race, so that's a shitty part of it. Unfortunately for you, it just happened on <laughs> championship night. Right, right. 
that's terrible. That is terrible. <laughs> well, nothing you can do about it now. No, no, nothing. You know, it is what it is. I'm sure. Well, you know, I don't think it was intentional, but at the time you think a million different things. You know, <laughs> right. So, so uh, are you going to follow the short track super series next year at all? Uh, I don't think we're going to go to every race. This year we kind of went to a couple of different races because we didn't know how much we were going to race. And like last year, we went to every race north and south. Every race that they had, we went to. Right. Um, and now this year we went. Uh, when I the last Georgetown race this year, I got. Uh, I thought I had a flat tire. I got hit on the first lap and pushed up over. The berm. I thought I had a flat tire, so I stopped, went in the pits. And they come by on the on the cart, said I didn't have a flat tire, so they didn't wait for me to come out, and they started the race without me. So I, uh, ended up, I was that was third in points that night going into it with Hitchens and and uh, Hartman ahead of me, and um, that basically ruined our chance to you know catch them guys. Right. And we just right. went, we went, I think we went to another one and then we didn't go to the last couple just because we had other stuff to do. And so, we'll yeah, the, the, the race so this past weekend. Yeah, this past weekend we didn't go. We were already, we went to Bridgeport two weeks ago. Uh, that place is pretty cool. It was my first time I was there. Um, we had a driver air and heat race. <laughs> it cost us um I was in a transfer spot and uh I guess the exuberance of the driver exceeded the cohesion of the tires and I spun out in three and four. <laughs> you can blame it on a crew guy, it's fine. You can tell you say they did something to the car. Not your driver should never take blame. Nah, I mean I there's times when you know, I get I always tell the crew guys, you know, if I screw up, don't be afraid to tell me because if you guys do, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's what I got to say. Yeah, if I'm going to dish it, I, if I'm going to dish it, I got to take it, right? You blame, you blame the track. How come there was a speedy drive right on that spot where I spun out by myself? Yeah, right. Yeah. That was totally my I mean, fault. It was like a slow motion. I mean, I don't know if you guys were there or what, but I, I went into three on the outside a little bit. And it was funny, I talked to a couple of different guys, and they're like, if you're going to go into three, you want to try to go in in the middle, and if you're going to let it drift, let it drift up. Don't go in high. And it was, I could just feel the car, like, lose grip, and I'm like, uh-oh, I'm going to spin, I'm going to spin. So I just mashed the gas and tried to do a 360. <laughs> I did a 360, but I had to, I had to get stopped. So uh, it was, but we ended up getting fourth in the heat. I was challenging for second. Sounds like something CD fourth. Bill would do. Yeah, uh, I had to, the track was cool. The feature I missed the setup. But I think we started twelfth and finished tenth. But the track place was cool. Doug Rose done a great job with with, with Bridgeport for sure. Um, not to put you on the spot, but uh, the past two years, Mike and I and Jennifer, we all all of us were together this year at the uh, the fall race there in October. We keep hearing that the place. Yeah, you know, the place gets a bad rap. Now, from a driver's perspective, why why do you think that is? What is that? If you feel like answering. He's speaking of New Egypt. Getting New Egypt. Rap. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, thank you, Michael. Um, I, I don't know why. I mean, I go there. I, I obviously support the place, the facilities, as far as the grandstands, the bathrooms, the food. 
Yeah. Really second second to none, really. Yeah, um, I agree. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the track gets a little rough, but um, I, I don't know what what the – what the rap is i know i know different i try to get different people to come there um so i've always been treated good there you know joey treats me good and danny serrano when he was there treated me good uh nick leads so those guys treat me good oh, so we, I can't really we had nick on last week i mean I, I really don't have a complaint i mean there's nights obviously when i get pissed or something i feel happens i let them know it so but they always uh they probably respect that, though. Well, I, I, I'm like I said earlier. You know, if I have something to say, there's probably a t- ten, a, ten out of ten chances that I'm going to say it rather than, and I'm not going to post it on the internet. I think that's for the people in the stands and the kids that don't. You know, if I get something to say, I'm going to go say it to whoever, pitch shack or the race director or whatever, and we'll hash it out or agree to disagree. But uh, I'm at least going to voice my opinion. Sometimes I'll be right. the first to admit I'm not always I'm not I don't always voice it in the right manner, but in the heat of the moment, that's just kind of what happens. <laughs> I mean, from the fans, all right, from the fans' point of view, we're hearing like a lot of fans don't, I don't know, they don't like it because they don't like the owner or something. When we've gone down there down there for the past two years, we've gotten treated nothing but like royalty. Matter of fact, we're royalty status now. We love the place. I like the place a lot. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. We got treated by, by Joey very well. He let us do whatever we want. God bless him for, he left me unsupervised for one. So that's takes a set of balls right there. <laughs> to do that. Cause I don't know what the hell I'm even going to do half the time. But I mean, the, like you said, the facility, the bathrooms are spotless. Uh, the food is great. I, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get, I like for the fans who, you know, put their differences aside. Who cares about the owner? Go there and see some of these great racing. Support the drivers. Support the track because you'll probably regret it one day when it's not there. Yeah, well, that's why I always, like I said, I try to get guys to come down there. To, you know, it's just amazing to me. Certain tracks get all these cars. It's like they're in a cult and they can't leave that track. And yeah. they struggle and they struggle or whatever. And they're afraid to make a change. It's like, why would, you know, the pay and everything is comparable in every division. You know, maybe a couple of tracks in the sports and pay you know, hundred dollars more to win, but if you, I mean, my, I'm racing sports. I'm not a professional racer. I'm racing. That's what I can afford. I feel like I can do good in sports. Mm-hmm. So I never right. lose up to three fifty eight. You know what I mean? So I'm not racing for money. You know what I mean? I'm racing for right. fun, and the money's just a bonus. But basically, so um, yeah, a hundred dollars or fifty dollars here, or fifty dollars there, and you're racing. And not to sound snobbish or whatever, but if you're worried about fifty dollars at a racetrack, you have the wrong. You're in the wrong house. <laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't answer why people don't. I don't know whether it's because it's maybe takes people longer to get there. I mean, I drive probably like an hour and a half for me to get to New Egypt, and Grandview's fifty-five minutes away. So. Um, I don't know. Different people. I, I know there's some people from the region now that are switching tracks, going to maybe Bridgeport or yeah. or whatever. And yeah, uh, heard that. I don't, you know, I don't understand why, but I mean, every track gets dusty at times. Every track gets one lane at times. Every track gets rough at times. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You know, yeah, and, and, racing. You know, right. There's guys down there. I know that I know that they're working their ass off on the track and trying to promote the place just as hard as you know, us drivers and crew guys are working on the cars and 
trying to get sponsors. So, um, you know, I know they all do. Every track does, not just New Egypt, but I know New Egypt does do that for sure. And I know, yeah. you know, I got, I've gotten calls different times through the years from New Egypt, whether it's a promoter or whoever, just saying, you know, asking my opinion about the night or whatever. And it's just, you no, know, give and take relationship there. You know, it's, it's good to have that. So I, I feel like they appreciate the driver just as much as the other track. I know there's been some controversial calls and the modifies yeah. over the years. Yeah. And it, yeah, it sucks. Track has, well, what track doesn't have that? You know what I mean? Right. Well, um, you know, <laughs> every track does, I guess, right? But yeah, I don't know why. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I could name know, one of know, them. That, that was my home track for years. <laughs> that it, it, it was always something. And I have a couple of them right off the bat. But, you know, it is what it is. Right. I mean, it's, it, it does piss us fans off to see that, but especially if it's blatant and, and that. But I, I don't know. I mean, but we still go because we love the sport. We love you guys, the drivers. Always going to support that. I mean, I, I I'd hate to see any of the new New, new Jersey tracks closed, Bridgeport, yeah, New Egypt. So do I. I always I always just wish there was one set of rules for every track. I we've been <laughs> trying to say that. Yeah, we've been trying to you say that I mean? too. If everybody just got to get. It'd be, make it so much easier for everybody. Right. If the track's got to make money on the tires and, you know, New York tracks are on Hoosiers and down here we're on American racers or whatever, so be it. I get it. They want to make money for the points for us guys. But the body rules, if they were all the same, if the, you know, just, I mean, just Boater all the rules would be the same. Boater rules, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, dirt has big blocks and the Deo has yes. small blocks, open sports, open modifieds or whatever, open motor. And it's just, it's a lot. It's uh, a lot. And, and it's it costs just, and it's hit the pocketbook. Correct. You have to build another car for that. Right, and it's just um, it just sucks as a fan, and because it keeps guys away. There's no doubt about yep. it. As a fan, if you're a first yep. fan, you want to see the best of the best. Well, yep. you don't always get the best of the best because certain guys don't have the the money to do it. Me- right, and then, you know, so uh, I don't know. I just wish that's would- our mission moving forward to 2021. The loud pedal is going to make sure we come up with some kind of common rule <laughs> where everybody can race together as one big happy racing family. Right, that would be good. And you get all the best of the best. and That's, no yeah, schedule, that's no wild, schedule, yeah, exactly. No, no scheduling conflicts. I mean, I don't know. It's probably the same shit was going on when I was a kid, but it seems like you, know, you, you, see went, it to different, you, went, you went to these big races. It was like all the big-name guys. Were there. All of them. Kid, Canada, like all everywhere. Of them right. Yep, right. everywhere. Um, now it's just select few that get to get all of them or whatever, have enough rides or enough sponsors or the money to do it. So. We'll get it done. You watch, Jim. We're getting this done. We're gonna have. We'll have. To, we'll have our own loud pedal series. No tire rules. You run whatever you can. I don't even care. Race snow tires. I don't give a shit. Run what you brung. Yeah, motor. Whatever you want to use. Your, you want to use the. Yeah, your dad's uh, pickup motor. I don't care. Whatever. You want to use a four ten sprint car motor? Shit, go for it. No weight rules. Run as light or as heavy as you want. Well, that's the problem. I mean, that, then you need that's to, an outlaw right there. Yeah, right, right. But it's just funny. You, got, you know, New Jersey, Pennsylvania spec motor, and you have New York dirt three fifty eight motor, and then just yeah, yeah, dirt even 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 with crate dirt has certain rules, and then if you go run the grit series, they have their rules, and if you go to New Egypt, they have their rules. If you go to Bridgeport, they have their rules. I mean, that's one of the reasons you know. 
Grandview, they had an open sportsman division. They started bringing crates in. And they even had, I don't know if they had drivers. To, I know that they, their tech guy called me because I knew I ran crates, asking me my opinion about allowing the crates to race. I said, 602s, do it because there's 602s all over the Northeast. Do not allow 604s because 604s were beating the Opens at Bridgeport on the 5.8 years ago. You, you'll be right in the same spot. Right. And here we are five five years later, and who's got the fastest two crate motors? The 604s are the fastest cars out there that are beating yeah. the Open Sportsman. Sound like it's that like, guy was an I, asshole. I, I, I just <laughs> don't understand what – what's that? You sound like an asshole. Like you asked uh, like what your opinion well, don't run six oh four. Okay, Jim, you're right. Okay, so we're gonna run six oh four, you know, up your wrist. Whatever ask you get. Right. I just I just don't understand, you know, you had a great open division. All right, you wanna start migrating to six oh twos because that's the way of every track going. All right, let six oh twos in there. You know, and if they're not competitive, you know, give them some weight break rules or whatever. To, but don't introduce a third. Basically, they had like five sets of rules for one division. If you had an open motor on aluminum wheels, you had to weigh this. If you had an open motor on steel wheels, you had to weigh this. If you had a crate motor with steel wheels, you weigh this. Crate motor with 604 with aluminum wheels, you weigh this. It's like, Christ almighty, you go across the field. don't even know what. Um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like, they're just trying to get cars. I get it. But uh, I just didn't, I didn't think that was a good move. And then what happens if they decide to do away with the 604s? Because, I mean, they run them all across the Midwest, the 604s and, and, you know, the IMCA, but what if they do away with them? There's guys, they're not, by doing that, they're not helping them people save money or anything because in the long run, if they end up going to 602s, when now guys, anybody has an open motor and anybody has a 604 motor, they're shit out of luck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, as the rules stand, and I understand that Grandview's changing the rules, so I'm probably speaking out of line here, the 604s, in my opinion, are the motor that you would want for sportsmen at Grandview. In my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, Herfler, you know, he won the championship with an open motor, but his brother's got the fastest car there with a 604, right? You know, right. And and that's you know, it's funny people bitch about him racing against this. It's, it doesn't matter to me who I race against. You know what I mean? I mean, it is what you can't blame him for going out and getting an open or getting a 604 if that's you know if that's what he was going to do. You're allowed to. Right. I mean, and and you know, he has. He, those guys run Grandview every week for 20 years. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? So yeah, yep. it's, it's you know, um, it, I, I, I can see people being pissed off. But at the same time, if he was doing it and they were beating him, it wouldn't be an issue. You know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't really pers- – personally, I don't have a problem with it, with the modified guys running those races. I understand – you know, it sucks. It's a big race for sportsman guys and the modified come and dominate it. But hey, sharpen your pencil and beat them. That's all you can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a great point. A very great point. All right, Jim. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up. But we appreciate you coming on tonight and chatting with us. And uh, we wish you the best of luck moving forward in 2021. Uh, yeah, if I could, I'd like to thank you, all you guys for doing, you know, the stuff you do on, on this show and on, online, promoting our sport that we all love. And, of course, I got to spon- thank all my sponsors and my my crew guys. Um, you know, without my crew and sponsors, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And uh, that's, you know, that's the name of the game. We all got, we're all in sport. We love it. It's expensive as hell, but <laughs> that's what yeah. we do. So That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yep. All right, thanks, Jim. We appreciate it. Uh, 
All right. Thank you. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a good one, Jim. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was Jim Halsworth, driver of the 72 Open and Crate Sportsman. Not a 604, though. What? Not a 604 Crate. No. 602. No. 602 Crate. I, I meant to ask him. I wonder what the price difference is between the 602 and the 604. I don't and, know. And the, call him back up real power. quick. Hurry up. Call him up real quick. <laughs> hey, 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 Jim, uh, by, by the way, uh, what's the price difference and the horsepower difference? His nickname is now Gentleman Jim Houseworth, everybody. Gentleman. Gen- or Jimmy. Gentleman. Yeah, Gentleman. Gentleman Jim. That, that was good. That was good to have him on. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, your boy has how many wins in 16 years over still? Um, that northeast third modified Last. stat, like it yeah. was three fifty two to two eighty something. something. Now this is current. This is up to date. Yes, as of set, modified Saturday, correct? Small block, yes. big block. I didn't really pay attention to yeah. what the criteria was. It was mixed. All right. Yep. And, and then, of course, uh, yeah, of course, somebody said, "Oh, well, always her reason." Alfred's uh, got a bunch more starts, but really he had less than 200 more. And if you do the math and break down the win percentage, Shepard's win percentage is higher. Right, by twenty three percent, I think it was to twenty two percent. So statistically, now I'm not saying Matt's better or Stu's better than Matt. All right, let's, but Matt's better anyway. Um, statistically, because he's coming on next week, so I had to kiss a little Heine. Um. <laughs> so, so statistically, Shepard's better. Statistically, Shepard's better than Stu in that 16-year span. Yeah, and then somebody said, "Well, why did you go all the way back to 2004? Why don't you start with 2010?" We we, okay, we didn't make the stats can, up, okay? Number one. No, and if if you want me to start with 2010, I can because that's when Shepard really started to come on. <laughs> yeah, like he became super <laughs> Shepard then. We'll go back the last five years if you want. That's really disgusting. What his numbers are. <laughs> Right. 2010 might have been the first year he won the uh, Super Dirt Car Championship. So, I mean, if you want want to start there, we can start there. Fine. We could we could do this all day long. Yeah. But they'll say, but they'll say, you know, but they'll say that uh, um, uh, with uh, Stu's, uh, I mean, four out of six on the mile. That's wow. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it's good. That's really good. That's it's impressive. And five out of seven super dirt weeks, that's pretty impressive. But still, let's like you said, let's go back. That what Matt has done in sixteen years is I'm sorry, it's just it's un it's unreal. It is. Absolutely. The amount of championships this guy has accumulated. Look, what what was the number of different tracks? Forty seven different tracks? Well, you gotta I forget what it is because you gotta add in that uh other track in Louisiana that he won that. Okay, 40, so let's call it 48. He's, he's, he's pushing he's 50, creeping. like I am. So. Yeah, yeah, he's creeping up on 50. So, I mean. That's so. just unbelievable. You know, there's like, it, that's that was back in my day you'd see something like that with the McCready's, and you haven't seen in a while, and here comes Matt Shepard. Like, you know what really second. grinds You know what really grinds my gears? What, Peter? What grinds your gears? <laughs> 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 this, 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 and we've we've talked about this already, but well, let's I want our gloves off. Let's do. I, I want our I want our listeners to hear this. You, you go and you look back at the gobbler this past weekend at Georgetown, and Friesen drove by everybody like they were sitting still. My man won by thirteen seconds. 
His lap 13, times were almost 13. Thir- 13. His lap times were almost one second faster than the second fastest guy. And he he wins, obviously, and no one bats an eye. Shepard does that. Oh, and, my oh boy, God. The internet breaks. Yeah. I thought there was no Wi-Fi down there at Georgetown. He was running winter-studded tires. Yeah, it's like they just ignore the four ten sprint car motor. Why do you think they had cautions and you had a fuel guy in the back there? I yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. If Shepard did that, oh my God, what's going? Dale favors him. Blah 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 and blah. It's, but it's 13 ridiculous. seconds is ridiculous. That that race, I mean, there was some great racing. In that race, but I mean, watching Stu just drive away was boring as shit. Yeah, absolutely boring. And, but he and has shout a few out, yeah, he's won a couple times down there. He's usually pretty good at Georgetown. Uh, uh, yeah, he's got three wins at Georgetown for sure. there for all three wins, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think Friesen and Ryan Watt are the drivers that have won the most races I've been to at Georgetown. And we know how I feel about both. Yep, big fan of theirs. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Shepard fan. I got the box set of his uh, Dirt Track Live Matter shirts, so. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little disappointed he doesn't have any merchandise for sale right now. You're going to have to yell at him next Thursday. I will. Like, dude, what the hell? Now you got to send me a free shirt. Oh yeah, God. there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he'll get right on that, boy. Yeah, what's your size? Well. Yeah, whatever, buddy. Here, lose my number when we're done with this. <laughs> Actually, he's probably going to – he's probably not even going to give us his phone number. We're going to have to video call him on Skype. No. Probably. He says he doesn't have internet for that stuff up there, where he's at. Yeah, he's up, he's up in the boonies upstate. He said phone call would be the best. Oh, boy. Is he going to lose service? I don't know. Oh, God. I hope not. I hope it goes. I hope it goes good Monday night too. At uh, my favorite of all time, who I consider the greatest of all time, the Shillington Slingshot, Mister Excitement, Kenny Brightville. It's next Monday. That's Monday, yep. baby. That's all me. <laughs> that is all me. Unless he says no, <laughs> or he forgets. Well, who, uh... Oh man, I'd just be devastated. I'd be Dude, depressed. Next week is going to be a banger. And then the following week, if a certain driver, if he gets back to us, he's got to be difficult. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great way. Even if we had Tyler Siri and Danny Johnson on together, it would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. So so we'll try to make, yeah, so definitely ending the year uh, quite well. Then when we decide December 13th on Sunday is our last show, it would be all four of us together recapping the year. Yep. Well, basically, we're just going to verbally abuse Josh probably the whole show. Probably. Yeah, so so that's that. Yeah, but, Mike, you're right, though, about uh, what happened last uh, Saturday with the uh, the gobbler. Like, if Matt did that, oh, man, man, man. Which I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You don't have to, guys. Look, you don't have to like them. I mean, I, there was a little while there. He does. Yeah, I mean, there was a ty- time for me I didn't particularly like him at all. But I was like, you know what? The, the dude is the dude is good, and he's and he's doing it with a smaller budget than 
Yes. Than what Friesen's done. Like, I get it. Shepard probably is not struggling with money. He's got good, uh, you know, good, good sponsors. I mean, I mean, his primary sponsor, Herlock and Auto, you know, they, they sell modified parts. So I'm sure if Shepard right. needs something, they send it to him. Yeah. But well, he know. still works on his cars himself. I, I've seen the guys tear his own motor down when he won the, uh, the moneymaker the one year I was there. I yeah. saw him like, you know, he was down there like taking the motor apart himself. Yeah. He doesn't have NASCAR engineers working on his car. Right. Or, Stu's there, he gets fanned down. His, yeah, this actor's chair, and he gets fanned down and stuff like that. You know, drinking his little girly man champagne or whatever he does. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, we're ragging on Stu. Stu is uh, He's a really good driver. Both, yeah, to watch them both is something. It really is. He's a very good driver. And when they show up the track together, you know it's going to be the Matt and Stu show. Yeah, unless Matt Williamson is there. <laughs> well, it's only for the big money races. Yeah, well, then, that's, then, that's then, right. Then we, that's yeah. Then we know who's going to be the top three, though. So yeah, you know, yeah. If everything goes well, yeah, it, it can never count out the uh, Matt Williamson. That guy's just what he, what he does. What he does on these stretches, these big money races, is like, yeah, you know, watch this. Hold my Bud Light. I got this. Have, have some more Bud Light and Bud Light and some chicken wings ready after the race. Yes, Matt. We're going to be talking to you in 2021 too, there, pal. And Deo has two races next year of at 50,000 to win. At Port Royal, or he's doing Fonda and Port Royal? Fonda. Well, we don't know. No, he's All right, tentatively a, Fonda, because we don't know, yes. but okay. Fonda's, really? Fonda, yeah, Fonda next year is going to be 53,000 to win. Port Royal is going to be 50,000 to win. Who called that? Here's truly. I said, watch, if this is excess, he's gonna, Brett's going to find a way to do it both. Both okay. ways. Yeah, how can you not? Yeah, if it was accessible, now you've got some of the PA guy and Jersey guys, like, we'd like to run with some of these New York boys and have a chance at 50 grand. Hell yeah. What, you pull 70 cars for that race? Yeah. Yeah. Now, so check how- this out. Now, the Fonda 200 itself is, you just said, 53 grand. Right. That's more than Super Dirt Week and Eastern States to win that big block race itself. Yeah, absolutely. So... I, in my opinion, Eastern States should be like sixty thousand because that's the prestigious race to win. But what? this year it's twenty five thousand. Well, I can see with the COVID money sponsors, I can see that. But still, I mean, come on. Yeah, you still put on a fifty three thousand to win race with COVID. That's true. That's a great. Yep, that's a great point. Yeah. So what's the excuse going on up there? Yeah, I mean, because he gets knows? it. Who knows? Because he gets it. If you put the money, they will come, and they do. That's it. All seventy of them. Yeah, all seventy of them. Yeah, and then my. And there's rumors flying around that my beloved Orange County Fair Speedway is. I don't know if they're dropping the big blocks. Normally, I heard small blocks would be the. Did you see the times? Somebody compared the times with the big blocks and small blocks when they were time trialing and the small blocks were faster. Um, I mean, it makes sense. If it's a slick track, you're not spinning as much as a big block. Yeah, it absolutely right. does. Yeah, the car's more agile and yep. easier to get around the track, so I can see that. But 
I, which would be weird for me as a kid growing up there watching, you know, seeing Orange County go to now a primarily small block track. It's always been big block. Well, actually, it had both at one point in time. Both were a normal weekly series. So, well, we'll, we'll see. Big blocks are becoming obsolete. Yeah, you know, they're a lot of money. We all know that. And they can maintain one all year long. I mean, if you come with that, what is Dale running? Mm-hmm. That open small block, that whatever the hell they run yeah, in those things? The 430 motor. So if he run a fourth, I I wouldn't mind seeing a four thirty motor just across the board. But you know, Super Dirt Series SDS is probably they're going to want to keep their big blocks. You know, I, oh, I yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? At this point in the game, who cares? As long as it's great competitive racing and you're getting the mix of cars that you need to, you know, make it great for everybody, then that so yeah, be it. But Super Dirt can only keep up with that for so long because if no one else is running big blocks, nobody's going to buy a big block just to no, run that series. No, I agree with you. I, I 100% agree with you. So let's, well, to be continues, all I say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next thing I, you know, they'll be plopping in 360 motors in those things, like a sprint car motor. Who the hell knows? Yeah, true. So. All right, kids. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. So I am Clark Michael. Griswold with the mouth, Brian Hustlinger, yes. the ghost, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, and you have been Black Flag. Shut the f up!